Hi, everyone. Welcome to Young Adulting Podcast. I'm Becca Freeman. And I'm Grace Atwood. And we're here today to talk to you about adulting. Today is our fifth episode, and we are tackling advice. Yeah, you sent us some questions. We still haven't had to make any up. I think we're, I think we're past it. I, I think this is a real sign of success. We are not making up questions. But uh, you've gotten at us with so many great inquiries that we're going to tackle. But first, we're going to talk about ourselves. Yes. So let's talk about highs and lows, as always. Becca, what was the best part of your week? Oh, my God. Mine is really lame. But, okay, so last night I went to the best Soul Cycle class. They played, like, all of Cardi B's new album, like, that new Drake song. It was so good. You know how I feel about Soul Cycle. I am so basic when it comes to Soul Cycle. There's nothing that I like more. It's, like, expensive for exercise, but it's cheap for therapy, and I always feel so good walking out of there. Um, so I went to the best Soul Cycle class last night, and I've been going to bed really early this week, so I've been going to bed between, like, 10 and 11. So it's funny that you say that that's really early because that's my bedtime. Oh. It's, but uh, that was, like, six months ago, it was not my bedtime. I used to go to bed at, like, 1 or 2. Yeah, I've been going to bed earlier. I usually go to bed, like, between, like, I don't know, like maybe around 1130 or midnight and it's been awesome. Like I think, you know how they say that you should get eight hours of sleep a night? Yeah. Like I think that's my minimum. Like I think I should actually get closer to nine hours oh, of sleep I've, a I've night. I've been saying that I need 10 hours of sleep for a long time and I know that I don't actually and I typically get seven to eight. Like I don't actually sleep 10 hours, but I would love to sleep 10 hours a night. Oh, but anyway, I'm feeling great. I'm just like Good. going to bed early, working out. What about yeah. you? What's your high? So my high is similarly lame. Um, I deleted all of my dating apps this week. And it is not because I'm seeing someone. I'm not seeing anyone. It's because I just have kind of gotten dating app burnout. Like I'll meet these people and... I just feel more annoyed that I have to go on these dates rather than like being excited about dating and looking at it. Like I, it's gotten to a point where I feel like it's a meeting on my calendar that I'm not looking forward to. And that's just not a good vibe. And I went out with a few people a couple weeks ago, like before I went to Charleston before all that. And I did a bad thing. I ghosted and I felt really bad about it. But I like that deleting the apps is your high. You feel yes. empowered about this. Move. I do. So I feel low about my actions, but I feel good about this. I just think, and I'll, I'll probably put them back on my phone because I have a hard time meeting people outside of the apps, but I just felt like it was the thing to do because if something isn't bringing you joy and it's not something you're looking forward to, like, why not just cut that out? So it was causing me a lot more stress and anxiety. And I think that I'm just going to take a little bit of a break from dating. And if I meet somebody, great. But I just, I, I feel like it's too forced and I'm just not into it. Honestly, I, you know, I hate dating apps. I'm just like constantly waiting for somebody to invent something better. It just takes so much time. You have to invest so much time to meet somebody that then even if you think you like them, you show up and there's like a one in five chance that this person who, even if you like them, talking to them that you have like chemistry with yes and then you have chemistry and maybe they don't like you yeah chemistry isn't always felt on both sides it's like a full-time job it's terrible I 
I actually feel like the opposite. Like I feel like I'm swinging towards like I took a hiatus and I'm ready to start dating again. But I feel great for you that you're just like, I need to take a break and you're doing it. I'm taking a break and I'm also doing this thing where two to three nights a week, because I have this real problem and you talked about this on one of our previous episodes where your calendar is completely full of events and you feel really resentful about it but it's your own fault from overscheduling yourself. So I'm taking a break from overscheduling myself and actually like blocking off solid nights on my calendar to read, take baths, and do face masks because that's what makes Ugh. me happy. Right now, all I want to do is be under my gravity blanket yes. with a good face mask on and either an amazing show or a great book. I'm so jealous that you have a good bathtub. I told you this story not on the podcast, but... Um, I don't know, like a couple of months ago, I was like inspired by you. And I was like, I'm going to take a bath one Sunday. It was like self-care Sunday. And I filled up my bathtub, but I'd never tried to take a bath in my tub before. And it like didn't cover my legs. I have like the saddest little New York City bathtub. Ugh. I love, oh my God, I love when you go to a hotel and there's like a huge tub. I always call when I say to a hotel and I'm like, do you have a bathtub? I'd like to request one for my room. I'd rather have a smaller room and a bathroom that has a bathtub. Yeah, I love baths, but I never take baths. Baths are my, like my favorite thing in the world. What's your low? Oh, so my low is as a result, I'll just be like really straightforward. I like attention. I like to feel pretty. Um, I like getting messages from guys on apps. They do. It does really make you feel quite desirable having all these people that want to go out with you. And so I feel lonely. Um, but I'm just kind of trying to embrace it and like load up on me time and self-care and seeing my friends. I've scheduled several friend dates with like like Clara and Molly mm-hmm. and people like that, like friends that I know but like don't know well. But like, you know those people that you just like, you're like, I wish we were closer friends, but yeah. we, you just don't have the time to see them. Yeah. So I've been trying to spend more time with more friends. And Can we schedule a date? I feel like... Yeah, we need a date outside of podcasting. Because we see each other like probably every week now to record our yeah. podcast, but now we're working. I know, our podcast is like our child and we need to get it a sitter and like go out yeah. for a night on the town i think we need like a wild night out where we maybe have margaritas oh by the way we didn't tell you it's friday night yes it's friday night right now we are wild and crazy as we record it is 9 20 p.m and we're drinking we're drinking so um angry orchard sent us some rose cider so we cracked it open and we're just uh We thought we would get a little tipsy and take your questions. It was kind of exciting to receive something specifically for the podcast. They reached out to us and said, hey, we like your podcast, and we thought maybe you'd want to drink some of our rosé cider while you're recording it. And this is not like a sponsorship. We're not being paid by them at all. We're just really excited because they gave us free cider. I mean, we're readers, but we're also drinkers. Yes. Readers and drinkers. So I think our advice is going to be saucier today. Yeah, I think it's going to get maybe a little bit weird. I don't know. Yeah, maybe don't trust us. Yeah. But it'll be Bad fun. books and bad advice. Is that going to be our yeah. tagline? Yeah. No, just kidding. We're going to give you the best advice you ever got. Yeah. Okay, should we dive into our questions? Wait, what was your low? Oh, my low was that um, a family friend of ours passed away, and so... Um, had to go um, up to Connecticut, which is where I'm from, and, and went to the wake. And it was, it, you know, she was older and, and had been sick, but it's just still so sad. Like, I think whenever anyone in your life dies, you kind of, like, think about your own mortality. And so, I don't know, I'm just, like, 
feeling a little low about that and mm, I don't That's know. Sad. Yeah. That was my low. Oh, that was a real low. I know. Okay, have some cider. Okay. And then if you ever if you want to come over and if you want to use my bathtub after this, like I highly recommend a little bit of self care. Thank you. Bathtub is always open. Thank you. I don't think I'm going to do that, but I appreciate the offer. So let's now let's go into our questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's take some questions. So we were we were trying to organize all of your questions into like cohesive episode topics, but I think today's a little bit of a grab bag. Yeah. We're, this is the grab bag episode. It's yeah. A, it's a wild card. Yeah. So our first question is from Brittany Lee on Instagram, and she wanted to talk about work-life balance and staying present and not comparing yourself to others. So not really a question, but like, have anything to say, Grace? I do. I'm just going to break these up into three bulleted points, which I don't have anything prepared, but I'm going to say, speak in bullets. So first of all, work-life balance. Um, so a while back, I read an interview with Chris, Chrissy Jones, who is the founder of Sky Ting Yoga, which I talk about constantly because it's my favorite. Um, and someone asked her about that, and she said, you know, I feel like my job doesn't really feel like work because I love it so much, so I'm always working, so... I don't really feel like I have a work-life balance, but I'm not unhappy because I really enjoy my job. And for me, I feel like that's kind of the same thing. But I will say that my big thing that I do is I take long breaks from my phone. And I have certain friends who get really upset with me because I just, I, I don't like my phone. I feel like I'm at war with my phone and I will turn off all notifications or, or on, a, on a Saturday, I'll just turn my phone completely off. And I know, I know that this is an annoying thing to people around me, but it's what saves me and what keeps me sane. I am really bad at work-life balance. I, when I'm in something, I'm in it a hundred percent and I find a real, I find it really hard to shut off. So I don't know that I have this one figured out. I, think, I like make excuses to work cause I like it so much. I, well, <laughs> it's not that I make excuses to work, but I, I'm really bad at setting boundaries. And, and one of the things that I've, always tried to do, which is like, this is going to make me sound like such a workaholic. So I, um, I mean, I've always worked in startups, so it's really hard to like set clear boundaries and be like, Nope, five o'clock. I'm not online anymore. You used to stay at Bolivar till like, yeah. I would stay till like eight. And I felt like that was like, you were there till like 10 or 11, a lot of nights, not all the time, but like sometimes. And, yeah. um, so one of the things that I always try to do is I make sure I have one full day off a week. So like it's not realistic that I'm not going to like have to do a little bit of work or answer emails on the weekend at all. Um, but if I'm like not on vacation, I, I, I try to set so that I'm going to, if I come like, in New York, I try to say that I'm going to work one day and not the other. And so usually I'll take Sunday fully off and Sunday is the day that like, I, I don't look at my emails. I like don't do anything. And I think it just really helps to have like one full day off, but I will recognize that I'm kind of a workaholic and like do not have work-life balance figured out. Yeah, you're real. You're kind of talking to the wrong two people about work-life balance. But but we think, feel you. We, we feel like you. we empathize that like it is hard to find the balance. I will also say that doing things for yourself like yoga and meditation and and baths, as we talked about before, that makes it a lot better. Like if it's if it's Sunday and I have to do some work. I'll be like, all right, I'm going to take a bath. I'm going to read for half an hour. I'm going to put my robe on and then I'm going to sit on my couch and work in my robe. Yeah, I agree with that. I think the other thing is like sometimes when I'm at work, I like hit a wall. And I think 
One thing that's been really good for me actually is scheduling workouts in the evening. Like I can't wake up in the morning to save my life. So I wish I could be a morning worker outer. That would be like, oh my God, it would, it it would change be your life, life changing. I haven't figured it out, but I work out in the evening. And so I usually schedule a workout for around seven 30. And I think like having a cutoff point where like, I have to leave the office at like six 30 or seven to get to my workout class. Even if I have to jump online later and do some work is like, it's really nice to have that dividing line and to have like, to be like, I booked soul cycle. Like I'm going to lose my $35 ridiculously but priced class. The if overpriced I workout classes help. And that's such a terrible thing to admit, but yeah, knowing that you're going to lose that money, like that will, mo- that motivates the crap oh, out of me. Yeah. Or even with Equinox, like if you skip a class, you get a strike. And if you get three strikes, you're locked out of their booking system. So basically your membership is worthless and you can't take any classes. That's for a month. so intense. It's so intense. It happened to me once and I had to send, I sent a really, really, really apologetic email to them and they let me back into the system. Ugh. But it was upsetting. What about the other points? What about okay. staying present and not comparing yourself to others? Oh, those are all so hard. Um, with staying present, what has helped me is, um, is the phone thing again. Like I just will put, if I'm out to dinner or if I'm with my parents or with a friend, I stick the phone in the ba- in my purse and I don't look at it. And it also has made me realize how bad all of my friends are because everyone's on their phones at all times. Another thing I would say is meditation. I think meditation really gives you the skill to like see, see thoughts kind of passing by and just like observe, oh, I just had a thought, but I'm going to focus on like my present situation and really um, just be a little bit more focused and in the moment. As far as comparing myself, I think that that's just a factor of age. Um, when I was younger, I compared myself to people every day. I mean, the other thing is, is like I'm a blogger and like so much work goes into that, but <laughs> I have friends who make jokes about what I do and I have friends who are, you know, these like very senior vice presidents at companies. So it's so easy to feel inadequate. And I've just had to just look at things and say, are you happy? Are you doing what you love? Like, would you change something? And the answer is always like, yes, I'm really happy with where I am in my life. It might not be what everyone else is doing, but I, at the end of the day, I wouldn't change anything. So that's kind of what helps. It's just like these little pep talks that I give myself. But I think that it's human nature to compare yourself to others. And I think you just have to give yourself a little bit of grace and be kind to yourself. And, um, that really helps. I love that. I think that that's such good advice to like, to ask yourself if you're happy, because I think like sometimes you get caught up comparing yourself to other people and it's not even something you want. You're just like, I don't have this. I should, I should be doing Yeah, Like having kids. Like if I had kids, I mean, I love the idea of them, but right now, like, Oh no, no, no. Like that would not make me happy right now. Yeah. Another thing with comparing yourself to others that I think is, is really helpful is just remembering that anyone you see on social media or, you know, people who you don't know that well are all, you know, kind of controlling their own narrative and, you know, like everyone's life has ups and downs and like good sides and bad sides. And I think on social media, like a lot of times you only get the good side, like you only get like, it's a highlight reel. Like Instagram is not real life. Yeah. Do you, oh, do you follow Jen Gotch, the founder of Bando on Instagram? I don't. She's, um, she's a great follow. Um, and she has, uh, she's bipolar and, and I think she's 
she's incredibly real in terms of like talking about it because she says that, you know, she realized that in the first few years of founding her company, it was all like sparkles and glitter and pink and fun. Yeah. And nobody realized that like she was also struggling and, and has, you know, this diagnosed mental illness, but, um, you know, also on like on a day-to-day basis was just like having a lot of highs and lows. And I, I think like the more people can recognize that, like, even just what you said before about like, you stop going on dating apps, but like you're feeling lonely because of it is like just painting a more realistic picture is good. But like, you know, even with the Instagrammers who are just like only avocado toast and only like beautiful yeah. things like let's that's let's not be clear life. that instagrammer had that brunch three days ago they spent two hours editing that photo and they posted it on sunday to make it look like they were doing that the chances are they're probably like stuck at home in bed editing photos like working their asses off like instagram is not real life and everything you see on there is just beautiful curated photos yeah that's why i like stories more right now Yeah, me too. But even stories have gotten super curated. Like, I know a lot of bloggers save their stories and then go back and edit them and post them. Ooh. Yeah, because now you you can do that. It doesn't have to be real time. Oh, man. I didn't know that. Yeah. Sorry to ruin life. No, I think that that makes it, like, more... Yeah. Um... I try and keep my stories like super in the moment. They're, like, not very... they're, They're not edited. They're not curated. But I have fun with them. Yeah. So should we go to our next question? Yes, let's do it. So Christina Durante on Instagram wants to know, what are your tips for fitting in more time to read? The only time I ever end up reading is bed. So <laughs> I get this question via DM probably at least like three or four times a week. It, I just, like you guys know, if you read my blog there, I read probably six or seven books a month and I know that's insane. So I always read before bed, but like I literally block it off. Like I am in my bed. I try to be in my bed by 10 PM so that I can read for an hour and then fall like, we'll read for 45 minutes, meditate and fall asleep by 11. I bring a book with me wherever I go. Like on the subway, I will take one with me. Like all of my purses have to be big enough to hold a ba- a book. Um, I also am a big fan of, if you can, getting up early. I talked about this in the last episode, but getting up early before the gym or before work to read, it actually, like, makes me look forward to getting up because I'll, like, make a cup of coffee and just sit down with a book, and it's, you know, 6, 6.30 in the morning, so nobody is asking anything of me, and I can just really relax, like the cat will jump on my lap, and I'll sit and read for half an hour. I also this is just someone who really loves books and like loves being antisocial. Like, as I mentioned before, I will block off one or two nights a week just for me. And those usually also involve reading. I think that it's kind of like exercise. You almost have to schedule the time to do it. If it's something that you really want to make a priority. I don't know if I feel the same way about that. Like, I don't know if I, I never schedule reading, but I'm intense. My schedule is like, everything is scheduled. Yeah. Um, I agree with the subway. I think living in New York, like you get some extra downtime. And so like, if I'm really into a book, I'll, I'll definitely read on the subway. Um, I think the, the biggest two drivers of like how and why I find time to read is one, I don't have cable. Um, I got rid of it a few years ago because I was like, when I was channel surfing, like I would always end up watching things, but I was like, it wasn't because I was like, this is what I would most like to do. It was just like, oh, great. Like, 
a marathon of the Kardashians is on on E. I'm going to like get sucked in and watch five episodes. See, I only use cable for my DVR, mm. which apparently I was told on a bad date that it was really cute that I had a DVR because no one has one anymore. Oh, but I got rid of cable. So now like I only watch TV when I'm like intentionally trying to watch something. So when I have downtime, like at night, um, I'm like way more likely to read if I don't have any like shows that have new episodes. So that's one thing that I think is like really given changed how much time I have to read. The other thing is that to me, a good vacation is like at least three books. Like, yes, I, like, I agree. Yeah. Like I, I like an adventurous vacation, but I think like parking myself on a beach with a book. Oh my God, it's the best. So there's I, nothing better. So I feel like I, I try to take like two, I don't know, at least two trips a year and like really knock out a few books. And like, this is making me so excited for the trip we're planning. I've had some rosé cider so we're not we're not talking about our trip yet but we're planning a trip together we're planning a big trip a big trip I don't know how much reading time there's gonna be but it's there's gonna be reading time it's gonna we're yeah I'm not going unless there's reading time we're taking young adulting on the road should we bring our microphones (laughs) oh my god I think we should okay okay stay tuned stay tuned um but I'm with you Christina like I I'm not a good bed reader because the minute I'm in bed I'm like ready to go to sleep. So I feel like I carve out my time like when otherwise, like in the evening, like before I get into bed Um, or, oh, you know what else I love? Like there is nothing I love more than coming home on a Friday night and having no plans and being like starting a book and then getting really into it and then kind of like reading it through the weekend and like being done by Monday. Yes. Like I also love a good Sunday afternoon reading oh, session. Yeah. Like I will like get up at like a reasonable hour, take like a 9 a.m. yoga class, come home, shower or take a bath, put on my robe, like not real clothes, and read for like two or three hours before I have to like go meet up with someone. And that's my perfect weekend day. Are you obsessed with robes? Can you tell? I have like 80. Oh my God. I'm obsessed with robes. I got made fun of because I was recently on a trip and I brought my own robe. That's a big investment. It takes up a lot of room in your suitcase. No, I like thin robes. It's like robes. bringing a yoga mat, which I did for Cartagena and did not use it once. No, no, no. I like thin robes. Oh, so it's like not a kimono? hard to pack. Not a kimono, like not silk. Like I have a bunch of cotton ones that are oh. just like really nice. Like I don't like to put clothes on when I get out of the shower until I'm like, ready to get I don't like to get yeah. dressed right away so oh, I like no, to like either. do my hair and makeup like in a robe and I I was just like I I'm going away I want my own robe and everyone I was with was like this is so weird that you brought a robe with you I don't travel with a robe but I'm in a robe for probably 30 percent of my day travel with a robe I highly recommend okay. it I like that I'm gonna do it yeah yeah I also um travel with um I have this hair this special hair towel it's like absorbent it's supposed to like not break your oh, hair like the dream dry towel it's not the dream dry towel it's like i, I have can't remember what brand it is but it's like this like turbany thing it's, is it like microfiber fabric yeah, yeah, yeah. and it wicks away the moisture yeah yeah and i travel with that too that's fine anyway nobody I asked a mat in my last vacation as well as four workout outfits i worked out zero times yeah that was not my highest moment nobody asked us but like yeah we're those, just these are things that we like to talk about yeah so Let's keep cruising through. So this one, I'm going to butcher how you say this Instagram handle, but it's... I think it's Udikapati. Oh, that's great. 
I, I mean, this is coming from the person who told everyone that the prince's name was Maxon. Yeah, and so we found out it was Maxon. Grace isn't really reliable I'm when not it comes reliable, to pronunciation. But Utica Pazzi sounds nice. It does. So she asked if we can discuss the shame associated with reading bad books and how do we make time for um, real books uh, while balancing other forms of brain candy. Can I take this one first? Yes, go for it. I, I am a grown-ass woman with a stressful job. And honestly, like... I think there are different ways that you can unwind. And like, if I want to read a bad book, like, God damn it, I'm going to read a bad book. Like, I don't know. Like there's so much trash reality television that like, yes. obviously is being created because people are watching it. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that like, I want to tell the world like all of the bad books that I read, although I post them on Goodreads. So I guess I technically am, but like, it's not like if I went on a date, I wouldn't be like, let me tell you about the, the young adult series in a dystopian future I just read. Yeah. But like, if it makes you, it, it's relaxing. Like, it's like, like I was saying, like coming home on a Friday night and starting a book and like reading it through the weekend is like, it's a way to unwind. Like, I just don't think you should feel bad about that. I mean, I, I will say that like, sometimes I get too far in a hole and I'm reading like too many bad books in a row. And I'm like, Ooh, I like, felt like that with the selection series because I read all three in a row yeah. and I felt like I felt kind of like not gross, but just like, yeah, I felt a little dirty afterwards. Yeah. Like I just had like spent three or four days at home reading these books. Yeah. So sometimes I like back to back read a bunch of books that like aren't great and I'll be like, read something smart, like yeah. go look at like the lists for like the man booker prize or like, you know, go read something from like the New York Times book review or something. Yes. But like, I just don't see a problem with reading bad books. And I mean, I guess the other thing is like you and I are both readers. We, yeah. we read a lot. And I think like probably most of the people listening to this podcast read a lot, but it's like, you know, some people like I was seeing in my newsfeed, like I have friends who were trying to read one book a month and I'm like, I probably read like one book a week. So it's like, if some of those are crappy, like fine. Yeah. I completely agree. Like when it, when you read that much volume, it's fine. I I honestly feel absolutely no shame about reading the bad books because again, like I work a lot. Um, I'm really busy, and reading something that is just a total guilty pleasure is amazing. I don't watch a lot of reality TV. This is like my fun thing that I do for me. But I do try and alternate like a smart book with a less smart book. Um, Actually, the only time I've felt any sort of shame with um, the bad books has been since launching this podcast because I have so many like super smart friends that, you know, have got me into things like Pod Save America and Call Your Girlfriend and these really intelligent podcasts. Um, There's a podcast about um, the history of fashion called Dressed. And so I have friends telling me to read these and then they're like, oh my God, you launched a podcast? What is it? Tell me about it. I want to subscribe. And these are mostly men. And I'm like, no, I don't think that you're our target. And I'm like, this is where my friend and I talk about like young adult books and dystopian societies. And um, sometimes we answer reader questions and talk about our favorite Instagram accounts. And like this, I have the absolute best time with Becca reading, saying this. But then when like, you know, you have your friends who work like 
in politics or like they're lawyers and they're like, oh, I want to read your pod, listen to your podcast. Honestly, I hope our podcast is a guilty pleasure for people. Like I, I think our, our listeners are a lot like us. Like they're smart people who have hectic lives and like, yeah, I hope hope that they're listening to Pod Save America too, but like they also want some junk food and like, yeah, we're your junk food. Yeah. I just don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like I think like knowing what makes you feel relaxed and balanced and like, I don't know, like you're not subsisting on a diet solely of kale. Like nobody's asking you about like the shame associated with like eating a Reese's peanut butter cup in the context of an otherwise balanced diet. Like read a bad book, like listen to our podcast, like do it. I will also say that reading all of these bad books also motivates me to make sure that I round out that diet with other more intelligent things. So because I know I'm reading all this other stuff, I also know that I need to like read a business book every month, read, you know, whatever is at the top of the New York times book list and like also be informed and watching the news and, and reading the New Yorker and all of that stuff because I want to be well-rounded. Yeah. You want to read us our last question? Yes, I do. Speaking of reading. So the bookish fashionista on Instagram asked us, most of us are moving around for jobs and relationships, and I would love your advice on starting over in a new, new city like New York. How do you make friends? How do you find local spots? And how do you make the city feel more like home? First of all, great Instagram handle. Yes, we love the Instagram handle. Um... Uh, this could be a whole separate podcast it really, it episode for me. Like I could talk about this for forever. So I've moved to, I lived in Boston. I went to college in Boston. And I lived there for a few years after college. And then I moved to San Francisco and then I moved to New York. And I think it's been pretty different every time I've moved. And I think part of that is also just as you get older where you're like, I don't have enough time to catch up with my existing friends like you need fewer friends than like you're like I'm 24 and I need like a whole circle of friends to go out and like rage with um so I think in that way like you just want fewer better friends yes um but I I will say like I think in well so in San Francisco I made friends in a really interesting way that I don't know if I recommend to you, but like, I'll tell you, um, were you on Bumble BFF? No, I was like, this was (laughs) was like seven years ago. It didn't exist then. So I moved to San Francisco when I was 24. Yeah. 24. And, um, I didn't know anyone and I like had these Craigslist roommates. I think I was like telling the story a couple weeks ago and, I didn't really, I don't know, like, we just didn't click. Like, they were fine to live with, but they weren't serial killers, but, like, we weren't friends. And um, I was reading this blog, and I sent an email to the blogger. Who was the blogger? Um, She's my friend. Her name is Nicole Antoinette. She's, um, it was, like, a personal blog. And she just, like, her voice just reminded me so much of, like, people I'd be friends with. And I sent her this, like, wine-fueled, like, crazy person email just being like, Hey, like, I feel like we should be best friends. And she was nice enough to write back, even though she had no reason to. And she's like, Hey, let's go to lunch. And she ended up, um, introducing me to all of her friends in San Francisco. And I think like all this is to say, like, I don't know if you should like message your favorite blogger and be like, let's 
hang out, but like you just need one friend and like you can unlock a whole friend group. So I think like, you know, focus on finding somebody that you really connect with and then hopefully they have other friends that like you'll connect with too. So it's not about like quantity. It's, it's really about like quality. Um, the other thing I'll say is like, I've made some of my best friends through work. Like that's how Grace and I know each other. I've made all my best friends through work. Yeah. Um, so I think like, I assume you're moving around because you're moving around for jobs. Like hopefully you're meeting people through those jobs and, you know, finding some friends there. Or if not, like, I don't know, like, I think I'm going to brag for Grace for a minute. So Grace did something really amazing a few months ago and started this um, Facebook group to connect her readers because a lot of women were feeling like they were the same way where they were moving You're to new cities. You're taking the part that I was going to say out of my... Okay, you say it. So <laughs> now I'm laughing and I'm like not going to be able to say it. But um, so I started... What I did initially was actually like super stupid because I didn't realize... How, I mean, I know people read my blog and stuff, but... um. I had written this post about being single and I was like, having girlfriends is the most important thing. Like you need, if you are a single woman in your thirties or at any age, you need single girlfriends to like go out with, to commiserate with, to talk about how bad it can be. And so many people wrote and said, how do you even make friends? And I said, like, I have a lot, I'm so lucky. I have a lot of great friends, whether them be through Bobble Bar, like my blog connections I've made through Bobble Bar on my blog. So I never even thought about that. So what I did was I, on my Instagram story, I said, hey, send me an email with your city and I will set up friend groups and connect you all. It was the most amazing and also the worst thing I ever did because I spent the entire weekend collecting all of these emails and and grouping people together. And there was over, like, I want to say there was over 500 responses. But that's amazing because that means that there's other women out there who are thinking the same thing you are. Even if they didn't just move, they're like trying to make new friends. So it's like, yeah. And I feel like I like hopefully made a difference in 500 people's lives by connecting them. So then people started having these meetups and doing all these things together. And so that's when I started the Facebook group because I, it got so big that I couldn't like like people kept emailing me like months later, being like, can I get in on the New York group? Can I get in on the Boston group? And I was like, I already sent these emails. Like, it's kind of like, I don't even know who's in charge anymore at this point. So I started this, this Facebook community page. So if you want to join, go to the Stripe reader community page on Facebook and post there that you're moving to whatever city it is. And I guarantee you people will a want to be your friend B, tell you good spots to go to and help you because it really shows that people do want to help and they want to make new friends. And I think that's really inspiring. I think so too. And then as far as finding local spots go, I mean, I haven't even moved to a new city. I've lived in New York for like five and a half years, but um, I feel like I find so many good recommendations through following people on Instagram. Same. I was going to say the same exact thing. Like there's all sorts of great accounts in every city like in dc there's like dc food porn in new york there's like 10 million food instagrammers or even Uh, like following people like i feel like um like our friend molly is like you know she's like such a foodie and so like it's just like what restaurants is she going to like it's like you know just find somebody who's like a real woman that you feel like you kind of relate to and like 
I feel like I'm encouraging people to stalk people on Instagram, but it's like you like people are posting content with they don't like, need to know that you're stalking them. Well, right, but like that's such terrible advice. Like it's it, blame it on the cider that we're drinking. But like you know, like people are posting content telling people like the great restaurants that they're trying and things like that. Like I think like you know find a bunch of local Instagram accounts and like you know whether it's bloggers or like food websites or whatever and like see what people are talking about I agree and if you need New York ones let me know because I could rattle off like 20 but I'm not going to list them here because that's boring yeah yeah if you if New York is where you're moving like we can help we can help you we'll post them to the Facebook group yeah um so I think that's it for our questions right yeah we have some more so like don't yeah, we, we want to talk about what we're obsessed with. Yeah, but before we talk about what we're obsessed with, like, send us questions. If yes, you, please send us your questions. We're not experts, but we're we're adults. We're in our 30s, and mm-hmm. we've, like, survived, so. We've made it this far. I'm 36 years old and have not died yet, so that is saying something. If that's not a ringing endorsement of, like, <laughs> qu- your qualifications to give advice. Sorry, please blame Angry Orchard Cider on this messaging. Yeah. They're never going to send us anything again. Um, but send us a, send us any of your questions. Um, you can slide into our DMs on Instagram at youngadultingpod, or you can send us an email at youngadultingpod at gmail.com. Um, uh-huh. And we want, we want to know what you want to hear about. We like hearing ourselves talk, but, like, we want to do We want to actually help you and, like, give you our thoughts on yeah. things. But... Um, Maybe we'll talk about our obsessions. Yes, let's talk about obsessions. Becca, what are you obsessed with right now? Oh my God, I... Do you have any M. Jemmy shoes? I don't, and I have a funny story about M. Jemmy, but I can save that for another time. Um, I really like their shoes, and I really want a pair of their driving mocks. Um, They look so comfy, and my friend Victoria, if you guys don't follow her, Victoria McGinley has the best blog. She also does all of my site design and... Um, all of that stuff over at the Stripe. And she is a huge M. Jemmy fan. And, um, like, she has great taste and has made me want some M. Jemmy shoes, but I don't have any. So I have driving moccasins. I have pink driving moccasins. I want I the pink ones. I love them. And they're so comfortable. What size shoe are you? Ten. Ugh. We I'm, can't share. We can't share. Um, and so it's, like, almost started an addiction where now I'm like, I want all of them. And I went on their site the other day to like get a new pair of shoes. And I put like so many things in my cart that I like feel like I need to pick between them. But I like, this may be a problem. I told you. Shoes are never a problem. There are so many things you can be addicted to that are bad. You could be a drug addict. You could be a sex addict. You could be an alcoholic. You're addicted to shoes. It's fine. I'm not addicted to shoes, but I'm like, You're addicted I just to M. want them all. And um, I was t- I was saying last week, like, I'm like, I hate all of my clothes right now. And I'm, I just want all new everything. And I, it would be very expensive, but I'm like, I want all these shoes. Anyway, that's what I'm obsessed with. What are you obsessed with? I have two, as always. Um, so the first one is this body serum from a brand called Ren. It's just spelled R-E-N. Ren has become over the years one of my absolute favorite, favorite skincare brands. It's all natural um, and you can get it at Sephora, but they have a body serum. So 
one of the things, one of my goals is to take better care of the skin on my body because the skin on my face is nice and soft. I have like a five-step morning routine and a five-step evening routine. But when it comes to to, to the skin on my body, I'll, I just throw on whatever moisturizer. I don't really put a lot of thought into it. So this serum is like, it's infused with like alpha hydroxy acids. It smells amazing. Mm. It goes onto your skin like... I don't know, like, like I want to say lava, but it's just like, <laughs> that's not the right analogy. It's magical. It feels so good. It just like glides onto your skin, kind of like an oil. Like it's more viscous. It's not like a really rich cream. So here's a question. When you're using body serum, do you also need to put on lotion? Is it an extra well, step or is it an instead step? I'm actually, you don't have to, you can just do the serum and you're fine, but I'm insane. So I like to put that on, slip into my robe wait like five minutes until it's totally absorbed. And then I put on a layer of everyday oil, which is my friend Emma's line of body oil. And it's magical. It smells like Palo Santo. It's the best body oil in the world. And it's really cheap compared to a lot of other oils. You can also use it on your face too. It's she, if you just like Google Emma Allen, she's like one of the most beautiful people ever. And she, it's like the only beauty product she uses. She's just like a real, natural beauty she um only uses this product on both her face and her body and she looks amazing she's like the perfect spokesperson for it so i like to put a layer of that on after my serum um what's your second obsession my second obsession is also shoe related so this is just the shoe it's the shoe um it's the shoe episode over here i am obsessed with everything lafleur randall Right now. Oh, second that. They cannot do anything wrong. Oh, I love Loffler Randall. All of my favorite shoes are Loffler Randall. They're always comfortable, but also like really cute and fun. So I like. They have a great Instagram too. They do. And they do a really like too good of a job with Instagram ads because yeah. like they, they serve me ads like all day long. And I think yeah. it's because I buy. But I just got these. Um, They're like little white cotton sneakers with an espadrille bottom and then. They have rainbow rickrack stripes up and down I them. love rickrack. I love them. I think them. I know what you're talking about. Oh and my they God. also make my feet look like tiny. Mm-hmm. I mean, my feet are like an eight and a half. I, I size down to an eight. And besides being insanely comfortable, they make me look like I have like really cute like geisha mini feet. <laughs> I don't know if that's appropriate. Maybe we'll edit that out. But they make my feet look so tiny and cute. And they're a rainbow. So they're the best shoes in the world. Yeah, I support this. So I guess like the moral of this story is it's Friday night and like after we're done recording this, we're just going to go buy a lot of shoes online. Yeah. And we're going to feel really good about these shoe decisions. And Grace, who are you following on Instagram this week? So an account that I really love that's like really inspirational and just like helps you think about your life kind of is this account called Mindful MFT. And I want to say that Hallie Wilson, who's another blogger, she blogs over at, among other things, her blog is really amazing. She's um, a former Soul Cycle instructor, but she also teaches um, somewhere in Chicago. I, I'm not up on my Chicago spin classes. Um, she's, like, so inspiring. She's, she's always looked good, but she's just gotten so fit over the past few years, and um, I'm very, very inspired by everything she's done. But um, Mindful MFT, she introduced me to, and it's all 
quotes. And it's just like very inspiring things that makes you think about your life, about whether it's about being single or in a relationship. And just a lot of it goes back to the fact that it's all about you. It's not about the other person. It's about getting yourself right and being like okay in your own shoes before you bring anyone else into the equation. Well, I'm sold. I just followed it while you were talking about it. It's a really good account. Mine is less deep. This is so a very my, funny one. I mean, like, in my life, I am a huge LaCroix fangirl. They have an excellent Instagram. It is very good. Um, I'm going to look at this because I'm... So, mind you, that my fridge is pretty much probably 30 40% LaCroix water. Um, but I do not follow LaCroix on Instagram. They have a great Instagram. And I, I endorse it. I also told Grace before we recorded this episode that LaCroix is not the only seltzer brand that I follow. Oh, I like this floating seltzer in a field of, of flowers. See, I, they have a good Instagram. I think they get a lot of good user-generated content. Anyway, I'm just saying I like following them. Okay. What else? But you, did, you need to back up because you were about to say something really juicy. Well, no, I just said that I follow multiple seltzer brands. I but also, which other seltzer brands do you follow? I follow Polar Seltzer. Okay. Why? I don't, I like seltzer. Leave me alone. Um, do you follow Spindrift? I really like them. No, I don't follow them. I don't what like else seltzer do you follow? as much. I follow some kombucha brands. I don't think I follow any other seltzer brands. Okay. So you only follow two seltzer brands. We've cleared that up. Yeah, I think so. I'll let you know if I think of any other seltzer brands that I follow. Polar is surprisingly in- interesting on Instagram. See? I would have thought Polar would be, like, I would have thought they wouldn't even have an Instagram because they're so old school and stuff. Yeah. All right. I learned to follow seltzer brands on Instagram today. See? <laughs> all right. All right. Let's talk about more books. Becca, what, are, what else are you reading right now? Uh, I'm reading Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste Ng. Um, I'm, I've been... Uh, really busy so I haven't had a ton of time to read so I'm only about like halfway through but I'm really liking it that was one of my favorite favorite books uh, from from either last month or the month before so good um it was a recommendation that I think I got from one of our listeners actually somebody said it was what they were reading um and I'm so far so far so good she's amazing she's also really funny to follow on Instagram oh really yeah like, she screenshotted this thing from her mom where her mom was just, like, not impressed that she was, like, a New York Times bestseller. Her mom was like, cool, all right, what's for dinner? Well, maybe next week she's going to be my Instagram follow. Yeah, follow her. What, what did you read? So I am reading a book called Royals by Rachel Hawkins. There are a ton of books under the name Royals, as I found out. So make sure you type in Rachel Hawkins when you look it up. This is, like, it's kind of like Kate Middleton fan fiction, but set in Scotland. And... It's real. It's a really fun read. It's super cute. Um, basically, this girl Daisy's living in Florida. She's American and um, has this terrible boyfriend. But um, her sister's a little bit older than her and is in- becomes engaged to the Prince of Scotland. So, um, anyways, all this t- tabloid drama ensues and Daisy's boyfriend sells her out to the media. So Daisy's forced to go live in Scotland with the royal family for the summer. And lots and lots of drama ensues. Um, the prince's younger brother is kind of like a Prince Harry. He's much wilder. Ooh. He's very cute. He's very charming. The prince also has this very cute crew of like six or seven friends that are called the Royal Wreckers. And the Royal Wreckers all love Daisy. There's a little bit of a romance, which you'll like. Yep. Um, 
So it's been a really fun read. I've like I read it I I read it in like a couple days because it was just really fun and juicy and I needed to know what happened. But it's a it's a good one. But if you need a book to read, ignore us. Ignore you us because we read our next book club pick. Yes, our next book club book. We announced it in the last episode, but it's the thousandth floor. Oh, uh, so I read it last week. And Grace was not kidding. It's super good. Um, it's like Gossip Girl, um, futuristic Gossip Girl kind of. Oh, my God. It was so, so good. There were love stories. There was secrets. There's lies. Yeah. Oh. Oh, my God. It's one of our favorites. And there's a sequel out to it, too. There, it's a trilogy. So the third one isn't out yet, which I'm, like, waiting and waiting for. Um, anyway, we're going to talk about it next week. And... I loved this one. It's it's one of my all-time favorite young adult books, but also maybe one of my all-time favorite books. So definitely stop listening and go pick it up. But before you stop listening, um, just wanted to remind you where you can find us if you want more young adulting. We have we have a website where you can sign up for our newsletter. And I think our first newsletter is, is going to go out this week. Um, so definitely sign up. Uh, we're at www.youngadultingpod.com. And then on Facebook, we have an amazing Facebook group uh, where all of our listeners are talking about their favorite books. And um, it's really fun because every yeah. book, we, we kind of open up the conversation to you guys and ask you what's going on. We also love getting all of your book recommendations, yes. whether it's like a young adult book or like a more serious book. We love them all. So it's really, really fun seeing everyone's suggestions over there. Yeah. You can um, also follow us on Instagram. We're at Young Adulting Pod. Mm-hmm. Becca, where can we find you? So I'm on Instagram at Becca M. Freeman. And what about you, Grace? I'm on Instagram as Grace Atwood. And the biggest favor you can do us if you're enjoying this podcast is to rate us and leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast so that other people can find us too. Yeah, it really helps with iTunes. iTunes has this like interesting algorithm and ha- and if more people rate us, they'll show us to more people, which helps a lot. The other thing you can do if you're feeling particularly charitable is to take a screenshot of our podcast and put it on your Instagram story. Show people you're listening and spread the word. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening, and we can't wait to talk to you next week when we talk about The Thousandth Floor. I'm so excited for next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.